When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money, but are your bills even accurate? It's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million to save. Visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com. Pure Talk, the cell phone service my family relies on, is now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. As you plan your summer travel, make sure your wireless company covers you at home and abroad. Unlimited talk, text, plenty of 5G data for just $20 a month. That's less than half the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. Go to puretalk.com slash clay and make the switch today. That's puretalk.com slash clay and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Switch to Pure Talk so you can have more money to travel with this summer. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome in to the start of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton show, everybody, all across the country. Thank you for being here with us. A racked and stacked day. We've got Stacey Abrams apologizing for not a maskless photo, but maskless photos. Big hat tip to the excellent website, Outkick.com, for breaking the story. Clay, your team, high fives all around on that one. We've also got New York State rolling back the indoor mask mandate, but not the school mask mandate. And the CDC, the breaking news here is they're still recommending masking in high transmission areas. Why is this such a fight at this point? Cases are down. And I we asked that rhetorically, of course. We'll tell you why. We're going to get into why. The cases are down almost 50 percent last couple of weeks. Been an enormous change in the COVID positivity rate, right? And the COVID, uh, COVID rate of spread of hospitalization, everything. It's obviously just the end of the season. It's the end of the season. And they're acting like this is because, or we are in a situation where we should be thanking the Fauciites and the people around us for what they have done here for the situation of the lockdowns, the mandates, the vaccine passports, all of it. And if anything else, you have to remember, they're going to try to tell you that they did everything right and that everything that they're doing is right and will continue to be. And, Clay, what I want to say is I refuse to allow this. I refuse to let them act like the science changed. We found out new stuff. We did everything that we were supposed to do, that the promises they made about stopping the spread and uh, transmission of the virus, that masks work. This is a hill I will gladly die on unmasked. It doesn't work. It didn't work. And they're crazy. Well, this is significant, right? We need consequences for public policy failures. We need to know that there are 
issues when you're totally wrong, whether it's defund the police, which basically no one in America now is even arguing they were ever in favor of, Buck. Like, you can't even find a Democrat now who says defund the police is a good idea. That's after everyone was arguing for basically six months, defund the police was the way to go. I think there's one. Just to be, I think on Fox News this morning, uh, who was it? Just just to be fair, Clay, I think there's literally Corey Bush. That's good. Corey Bush. She's still arguing in favor of it? As of this morning, is refusing, this is on foxnews.com, refusing to back away from defund the police. This was their main story, which is why I was thinking about it. But keep going. So there's That's one, That's really, Clay. really funny. There's one. There is one. There is at least one Democrat who... Who is still uh, and you know what? I actually have more respect for Corey. I didn't have much respect for Corey Bush in the first place uh, because she was, if I remember correctly, uh, one one of the women who was sleeping on the steps of the Capitol to get an unconstitutional eviction moratorium. But she also spent hundreds of thousands of dollars on her own private security while arguing that police needed to be defunded because she's important, Clay. Yes, that, but but at least she's sticking to her guns, so to speak, on this one. But there need to be, for everybody out there, Dr. Lena Wynn, Buck, we talked about this yesterday. When I saw her CNN hit, my jaw dropped. My, It's rare that I see an opinion. I mean, this is a woman who a few weeks ago was saying every kid needs to be mandatory vaccinated. You need to have domestic travel restrictions for the unvaccinated. You need to have medical grade masks on every kid in school and suddenly she said, all of that can go away. This should be a parental decision. Uh, and it's as if what she said before never existed. And this is where I think we need to keep hammering this for everybody out there. No, you can't suddenly just pivot and change everything that you've been arguing for two years. And the crazy thing is, did you see what Lena Wynn tweeted? I mean, this is this is wild, Buck. She said... Uh, before there were two camps, for and against pandemic restrictions. This is just what she tweeted yesterday. Now there's a third, pro-restrictions earlier, but recognizing it's a different time now. This group wants to move on from vitriol and divisiveness to nuance and compromise. This is her Washington Post opinion piece. I'm saying, wait a minute. We have been the nuanced group, Buck. You and I have been arguing, look at the data for years address elderly people we say this on the show how many times we told our own parents get the covid shot get the booster you're over 75 years old we're telling our audience out there hey if you're morbidly obese like stacy abrams you probably should get the covid shot right if you are in ill health you probably should get it but my seven-year-old doesn't need to be treated the same as my 75 plus year old parents this is a different world. That's what we've been arguing, and all of a sudden these scientists can't say, oh, we're the nuanced group. No, no, no. You were wrong. We were right, and there need to be consequences politically for your wrongness. And the one place where they're really digging in still is one of the areas where they have the least data to support them, but where clearly there's an emotional component of this, and that's on the situation of kids. Why are we sitting here talking? I mean, I'm obvi- I don't even have kids. Clay's got school-aged children, so this affects him more directly than it does me. But why are we sitting here trying to fight that fight? Because they're now claiming that they're going to continue with the masking of children, in New York at least, for weeks, if not months. 
until they can get a higher level of vaccination. This is now be, now they're acting like we got to get all the kids vaccinated, and that's the issue. They are neurotics and they are hysterical. This is the problem we're facing now, and they're sacrificing children because they're not in a position to say, hey, adults, stop being crazy. And they have really trained themselves. I mean, psychologically, emotionally, the Democrat Party has viewed this entire COVID restriction regime as a function of whether or not they're good people. I mean, you still have uh, James Carville, for example. Remember how I said to you this is all about creating? We we talked about this yesterday, and everybody, I think, uh, knows what I'm about to say, about how when everything started to fail, Clay, to fill that emotional hole that people had from all the fear and everything else, they didn't turn on the government. They turned on the unvaccinated. Here's James Carville saying he, st- he wants to punch him in the face. All we should do is pass a, a law to make you immune from liability if you punch some ax- unvaccinated person right in the faces, which I'd really like to do. If you ask me, when you know, what's my first reaction to you if you, you you're not vaccinated and, you, and there's you don't have any medical reason not to be, you're a piece. Of I mean, okay. I would tell James, uh, just you know, punch you right in the face. He wants I, to punch me right in the face. That's I, what he's saying. I, I'm unvaccinated. I, by the way, I think I like my chances. To I was going to say, Carvel's give it a shot. Give it a shot, to, Jimmy. Now I've got him. I've got him by like 30 years and probably 30 pounds. So it's not exactly a fair fight. It's kind of like when you're a girl uh, and you're having to swim against boys, mm. which is what's going on in the Ivy League. That's why we have weight classes for boxing. But I think I would take James uh, James Carville, and I actually at times think James Carville is really entertaining. To me, this is a sign that he doesn't know what the data is, right? Because if he, there are a lot of people out there of the James Carville ilk who are Democrats that convince themselves that they did everything right, and the only reason COVID still exists is because people are unvaccinated. That's not remotely true. That's not what the data shows. I think the primary reason. Now, there are a lot of reasons. There are still people. I mean, Clay walking around New York City. There are double maskers outside right now. I mean, still. Yeah. I, I'm walking into the studio today. I see double maskers outside. Also saw an NYPD detective who came over, flashed his badge, said, I love what you and Claire are doing. Stay in fight. So <laughs> high five to that guy. But, I appreciate him. Maybe he can help me sneak into a restaurant whenever I'm back in New York City. I think NYPD would have us covered here. But anyway. Yeah. Uh, the, the reality, I think, is that there are, there's now, that the primary motive for the apparatus is to maintain control of the dissent and to always have in the background you know they're gonna they're gonna loosen the leash clay but they're not gonna take the leash off of us that's that's one aspect of it and then for the people the mass of of uh those who have suffered from mass formation psychosis and i love that term because it sets them in it sets, sets them off into fits of rage their biggest thing is we can't have been wrong this whole time those stupid trump voters can't have been right they, they, there's a huge ego component of this where they just you keep saying that the da- the data, Clay, there are people now who will look at the most obvious and clear data. They'll look at what is it, Williamson County versus uh, Davidson County, the Davidson County, yep. side by side. And they'll say, I don't care. It doesn't. The, the numbers don't matter to them anymore. Those anti-maskers, Trumpers, anti-vax mandate people. They're the bad people, Clay. They should get punched in the face. They can't be right. We're here to tell all those folks, no, you were right. And the other side, the Libs, the Fauciites were wrong. Big W wrong. And here's the other thing I think is worth mentioning. Even as Democratic governors in places like Connecticut, New Jersey, Delaware, and even in New York, Buck, uh, with Kathy Hochul, start to walk back their restrictions, 
it's important to recognize the governors can walk back their restrictions, but the cities and the local school districts where many kids are attending school still are not walking back simultaneously, right? So I think this is a little bit of a bait and switch because we know that the media, many people who cover uh, certainly left-wing politics are not very smart and they're also biased. But, Buck, I don't want us to overlook just because a governor walks back a restriction statewide doesn't mean that the vast majority of kids in a state still could not be mandated to continue to have to wear masks. And I think some of our people out there listening uh, may not understand that. And I think it's going to create even more tension and even more conflict at a school board, because this is like what's going on in Virginia The woman that we had on yesterday, she said, wait, I was told if the governor didn't have this restriction that mask mandates would disappear. Marianne Jensen, who came on with us yesterday. But the reality is these local school boards and these dictatorial mayors can still have power over whether or not your kids are required to wear masks. The lesson of what we're seeing right now for me, and I think for anyone who's paying attention to this, Clay, is that the. Science didn't change. The politics changed. That's not just true. Everyone's saying that now, and it's it's accurate. But that's not just about what's going on now. That has been the case the whole time. They have been making policy and judgment calls under the rubric of the science when it was really the politics. That's been true the entirety of the pandemic, really, from the beginning. And I, I would even argue, going back into the Trump administration, there were a lot of politics involved in when, what lockdowns when. Remember Cuomo and, and Fauci and early on? They made this political, right? Trump wasn't listening to the science enough. I think he listened to, quote, the science, as in Fauci, too much. This has been the case the whole time. And everyone who looks back, I think, I think they realize and they see that. Um, and if they haven't seen that, they should see the Stacey Abrams photos of her on mass yesterday, which we should talk about because now she's had to apologize. Clay, in 24 hours, we've gone from, but it's Black History Month to, yeah, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm just a big liar, a big liar. She still is lying, though, Buck, and I want to talk about that when we come back because the photos that we have up at OutKick, and you can go check them out if you go into OutKick.com, she said she just took her mask off to read to the kids for a short period of time and to take that photo because it was, well, we'll play the audio for you, but no pushback from CNN to the fact that she's lying and there's clear photographic evidence of her lies. If you're a homeowner, there's still time to save yourself an extra 500 to to $1,000 a month. We're talking about refinancing your mortgage. We're still seeing some incredibly low rates. It makes it worth your while to call American Financing. You'll get a free mortgage review explaining all the ways you can save some big money. There's more to a refi than just a lower payment. It's also the ability to save tens of thousands of dollars over the life of your loan. Think what you could do with that extra money. You don't want to give money away to the bank, right? Give American Financing a call. If you start now, you may be able to close in as fast as 10 days, and you could skip, get this, you could skip two mortgage payments, creating greater upfront savings when you could really use the cash. I just closed a loan with American Financing. Their customer service is amazing. I got a great rate, and I know my loan is being serviced by the best. Call American Financing at 800-777-8109. That's 800-777-8109. Or visit AmericanFinancing.net, NMLS 182334, NMLS Who's there for heroes or the families left behind when a service member or first responder dies or is severely injured in the line of duty? Who helps our country's homeless veterans and who helps our nation to never forget 9-11? Let me tell you who. 
the Tunnel to Towers Foundation. The Foundation's Gold Star, Fallen First Responder, Smart Home, and Homeless Veteran Programs comprise their In the Line of Duty programs. They're all dedicated to honoring our nation's heroes and their families. The Foundation's Never Forget programs engage people in 9-11 remembrance across America in so many ways. Over 80 runs, walks, and climbs a year, dozens of golf outings, and the Tunnel to Towers 9-11 Institutes educating kids in K-12 through grades to help our nation keep its vow to never forget. More than 95 cents of every dollar you donate to Tunnel to Towers goes to its programs. Never forget the sacrifices of our country's greatest heroes. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. Hey, everyone. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. Look, I'm a two-way guy. Second Amendment, all about it. I appreciate the sport of shooting i appreciate marksmanship i appreciate the right to bear arms and to defend oneself i also respect the craftsmanship of a well-made firearm at a phenomenal price my first career out of college put me in parts of the world where you know what i had to have a firearm to protect myself years later i keep myself trained and in shape with my firearms going to the gun range with my brothers on the weekend that's a regular event for us it's a great time to come together and it helps keep our skills sharp so if you're a firearms enthusiast like me or you have one in your life, let me tell you about the industry's best-kept secret, Bear Creek Arsenal. They offer a wide range of premium calibers at a fraction of what the competition does. How does Bear Creek Arsenal do it? There's no middleman fees, that's how. I own one of their AR-15s. It is an incredible firearm. They know what they're doing. Discover Bear Creek Arsenal. Go online to bearcreekarsenal.com buck. That's bearcreekarsenal.com slash B-U-C-K. Use my name, Buck, as your promo code for 10% off your first order. You're going to be amazed at the incredible quality of their firearms and the unbeatable price. BearCreekArsenal.com slash Buck. Use the name Buck to get that 10% off your first order. Welcome back in. Play Travis Buck Sexton Show. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us. Oh, my goodness. Uh, It's a crazy day. Crazy day all around. Um, But, Buck, I... We were talking about Stacey Abrams as we went to break there. And Stacey Abrams, I think, is going to get crushed in the Georgia governor's race. Now, we don't know who exactly the Georgia governor nominee is going to be, but I think she's going to get crushed. We talk a lot about what obligations uh, there are to tell the truth, not only for politicians, but also for the media that covered them. Stacey Abrams spent the whole day at that Georgia school without wearing uh, masks. We had it at OutKick. I got it sent to me. I passed it off to our readers. Thank you for the people who tipped me off to this and sent me the photos. And then Stacey Abrams went on CNN last night, Aaron Burnett's show, and said, listen to this. Uh, she made a mistake and she apologized, but she claimed that she just took the mask off for a few minutes to read a story Let's listen to this uh, live from Stacey Abrams. Yes, I will say this. I went to read to kids for an African-American read-in day. I approached the podium with my mask on. I followed the protocols. 
I told the kids I'm taking my mask off because I'm reading to kids who are listening remotely as well. And we were socially distanced. The kids were socially distanced from me. I told them that's what I was doing. And in the excitement after I finished, because it was so much fun working with those kids, I took a picture. And that was a mistake. Protocols matter. And protecting our kids is the most important thing. And anything that can be perceived as undermining that is a mistake. And I apologize. So she's still lying. Still lying. And, and Buck, Aaron Burnett, like this is where I don't know how busy Aaron Burnett is in prepping for an interview or whether she does her own stuff. But this was widely distributed all over the Internet after we broke that story yesterday morning about Stacey Abrams and the masks at OutKick. Why wouldn't Aaron Burnett follow up and say, you say that you just took your mask off for a short period of time, yet there are photos on OutKick uh, or just photos on the Internet of you inside of that school all day long not wearing a mask. If you were truly doing your job and holding a public official accountable, you would immediately push back because that's a clear lie that she's telling. And there's photographic evidence that she is lying. CNN didn't say a word. The CNN audience would turn on any host who would would point out that Stacey Abrams is lying because the the CNN audience would view it as attacking a black woman on TV. That's that that Probably that's right. just where that's just how CNN audience views it. Doesn't matter if she lied. The identity politics are what matters much more to them. And I just also point out here, notice how Stacey Abrams talks about this. It's like a member of the Fauci Politburo. I was social distancing. Social distancing isn't a thing anymore. Remember what it used to be? Everyone knows it's total nonsense, especially in the era of Omicron. But just the, the whole pretense, you didn't care. You're important. You're used to being treated like you're better than other people, especially little kids who have to mask up when it comes to these COVID protocols. And you got caught. That's it. Bottom line. I also love two things. One, she's dropped the you're racist if you're criticizing me angle, which was her first response on Sunday. If you remember when the first photos went viral. Now, the other thing here is she's acknowledging that wearing a mask inhibits learning. Because when you're reading a book, if you notice this, you immediately enunciate. I've done it with obviously my own kids, but I've gone in for reading days for elementary school kids and you hold the book and turn it around and everything else. She said she took the mask off to allow that to be seen better. Yeah, because masks harm learning. Tommy John has a simple message for you this Valentine's Day. Keep it simply soft. No surprise, everything from Tommy John is super soft, including the hoodie that I'm wearing right now. If you've decided not, or if you haven't decided yet on a Valentine's Day gift this year, try the new loungewear pajamas and underwear from Tommy John. When you and your favorite person are wearing Tommy John, you're that much more comfortable, so you can do everything better. That's why Tommy John doesn't have customers, they have fanatics. Over the years, 98% of men and women love Valentine's gifts from Tommy John. Right now, there's no risk. Every gift you can get from Tommy John is backed by the best pair you'll ever wear or it's free guarantee. You can get $20 off your order of $100 or more right now at TommyJohn.com slash buck. That's TommyJohn.com slash buck for $20 off. TommyJohn.com slash buck for $20 off. See site for details. Why the Biden administration is handing out free crack pipes. That's the story up on Newsweek from just a couple of hours ago today. It's a real story, folks. Biden administration handing out crack pipes. Uh, part of a program to reduce harm from illegal drug use, they say. 
This coming at a time when we have had a massive crime surge, more overdoses, over 100,000 in 2021, leading to death than at any time in our history. More cops shot than at any time since 1995, when you look at last year's numbers. you got to go back to the 80s for so many of our law enforcement officers to be killed on the job by criminals. What is going on here? We have somebody who knows this backwards and forwards. Heather McDonald is with us now. She's a senior fellow at the Manhattan Institute, contributing editor at City Journal, and the author of the excellent book, I've got a copy of it at home, The War on Cops, her latest piece in City Journal, The Guardians in Retreat. Heather, thank you so much. Well, thank you so much for having me on, Buck and Clay. It's an honor. The Guardians in Retreat. Tell us about this. What's going on? Oh, it's another example of white culling that is happening across our major institutions. Uh, the, the Art Institute of Chicago, which is one of the great museums in the world, uh, decided to terminate its docent program, not because the docents were doing a poor job or they weren't uh, communicating effectively with students, but because they were overwhelmingly white. And that, in today's world, in institution after institution, uh, is a sin that you simply cannot overcome. Uh, and so they've decided to give up on highly trained free labor that has introduced generations of Chicago children to the greatest masterpieces of, of world civilization, <clears throat> replace them with six paid uh, art educators who will be chosen not on the basis of knowledge, but on the basis of the utter irrelevancy of race. If you're a white, or if you're especially a white male and you are not trans or gay, uh, you are finding doors closing to you uh, across the culture. Heather, I appreciate you coming on and the work that you have done on police and the data and the danger relative to the way the media covers it is truly extraordinary. Um, and so 1995 was the last time this many police officers were killed, as we just saw in 2021. Why are, in your opinion, based on the data, police under attack like they have not been in basically a quarter century in this country? What is the data telling us? Well, the data is telling us that uh, in the first half of, of 2021, uh, ambush assaults on officers were up 91 percent. As you say, uh, 2021 overall was the highest since 95. What's going on here, I believe, is the effects of ruthless, relentless demonization of the police on the part of the, the elite Democratic establishment, and that includes President Joe Biden. Joe Biden had the utter shamelessness uh, in October during police week to, to memorialize slain officers in D.C. to bring up his constant theme that blacks in America were somehow under assault from police officers and that our criminal justice system was not meeting out fair justice. That is a complete lie. None of the data shows it. Even left-wing criminologists, if they're forced with a gun to the head, to be honest, they will acknowledge that what drives the criminal justice system is crime, not race. Uh, but, but Biden, even as recently as October, has been sending that message. And criminals get the message. You also have things like the progressive prosecutors, whether it's George Gascon in Los Angeles or the recently elected Alvin Bragg in New York City, declaring, publicly announcing that they are not going to prosecute the crime of resisting arrest. I can think of nothing more corrosive to respect for the rule of law than sending out a message 
that our prosecutorial establishment does not regard uh, the disrespect for officers, the refusal to go along with, with lawful orders as something that should be absolutely punished. When you allow, as we saw with the third precinct in Minneapolis during the first outburst of the George Floyd race riots in, in late May of 2020, that police precinct was torched, it was burned to the ground, it was deliberately abandoned on the part of the city's leaders because they did not want to have bad videos showing them, you know, engaged in strong combat with the Black Lives Matter rioters, when you allow the, the symbols and the reality of law enforcement to be so destroyed, you are destroying everybody else's safety. We do not have to accept this. This crime wave that is taking down the young, the elderly, the law-abiding, we do not have to accept it. It is not normal. We have to start enforcing the law again without regard to the consequences of disparate impact, which is why everybody's backing off of law enforcement because they don't want to have a disparate impact on minorities. When you back off on law enforcement to avoid a disparate impact on minority criminals, the first people who suffer are the law-abiding minority victims. Speaking to Heather McDonald, author of the book, the best-selling book, The War on Cops. Heather, is the pivot happening now? Because one of the big things we're discussing today on the show is not just the move away from masks and uh, and various mandates because there's an election looming and more and more people are realizing how stupid and pointless a lot of this stuff was. Is that happening in a different way or on a different subject when it comes to the soft on crime policies? I mean, I mentioned the handing out of free crack pipes. That's going on. But you do have uh, Bragg, the D.A. in New York, coming under a lot of heat for his just seemingly insane uh, statement on who he will and won't prosecute. Cops are getting refunded, if you will, in places like Austin and other jurisdictions, other cities where they were defunded in the past. Is the pivot happening or are there places that are still holding out against it? Oh, there's many places still holding out. And here's what to look for. When, (laughs) if we go back to enforcing the law, it will have a disparate impact because black crime rates are astronomically higher. They're about 13 times higher homicide rate for blacks than for whites. So when you enforce the law against shootings, uh, you know, blacks in New York City commit about 75% of all shootings, though they're, they're 23% of the population. A black New Yorker is, is 50 times more likely to commit a shooting than a white New Yorker. If we go back to enforcing the law, we will have a disparate impact on criminals. And the majority of those criminals are black. If, if, the, if Eric Adams, the mayor of New York, backs down under the ACLU pressure, which will happen, and he's already said that he wants to collect racial data on judges to see if they are uh, setting higher bail or, or holding violent offenders rather than letting them loose on the streets at a higher rate for blacks, that's going to set off alarm bells. I'm, I'm yet to be persuaded that the long-standing race narrative that says that every aspect in American society that is racially disproportionate as a result of racism has been dislodged. It is going to take people standing up and saying there are other explanations to ongoing racial disparities than racism. Yes. This is a country that had a terrible history, and that history lasted very recently. In the 60s and 70s, even in the North, blacks were still being treated with contempt. But we are a changed country. 
right now the reality is black privilege, not white privilege. Uh, there's not a single institution that is not bending over backwards to hire and promote as many blacks as possible. The criminal justice system has nothing to apologize for, and we have to combat the leftist narrative that says, here's a racial disparity. You know, there's not 13% blacks in Google. That's because of racism and discrimination against black engineers. No, it's because of an academic skills gap, culture gap, whatever. Uh, so I'm going to hold, I'm going to hope I'm going to hope that we've turned the corner on this, but I tell you it's a hard haul because the academy and the democratic establishment still remains wedded to the phony racism narrative. Heather, quickly here, you had a stat that I was trying to reference earlier this week. The percentage chance that a police officer is shot by a black person versus the chances that they shoot a black person it was something like 18,000 more. What, what is that stat? Do you remember in your book uh, sure. specifically? Because, yeah. Currently, last year there were four unarmed blacks, allegedly. I'd say allegedly unarmed uh, because that's the Washington Post database, and they classify people that are trying to grab an officer's gun as unarmed. There were four unarmed blacks shot by the police out of a population of between 44, 47 million. If you look at the number of police officers who were killed uh, last year, which is 73, and you do a per capita comparison, uh, and you take into account the, the historical rate at which blacks have shot police officers fatally, which is about 42% of all cop killers are black. I'm sorry, this is a lot of numbers to throw out. The bottom yeah, line yeah. is a, a police officer is 400 times as likely to be killed by a black criminal as an unarmed black person is to be killed by a police officer. So the narrative, again, as we know, as you guys keep, keep pressing home, Buck and Clay, is completely false. Uh, and, you know, the other thing that one needs to be said, that the libertarian left and, and the libertarian left always say, oh, it's so safe to be a police officer, you know, nothing to worry about. These guys have it really easy. Well, again, let's look at the rate of, of deaths. A police, police officers were a thousand times as likely to be killed last year as blacks were uh, by police officers. So if it's safe to be a police officer and you're a thousand times more likely to be killed than an, a, an unarmed black is, let's, for heaven's sakes, acknowledge, contrary to what Biden tells black parents all the time, that as far as the police go, it is very, very safe to be black. Who's should we be worried about these insane teen thugs who are going around spraying bullets across city streets, taking down one-year-olds, three-year-olds, four-year-olds? Last year in Chicago alone, there was a one-month-old girl shot in the head, a four-year-old boy shot in, twice in the head, a six-year-old girl shot in the head, seven-year-old girl shot in the head, nine-year-old girl shot in the head. They're not shot by the cops. They're shot by thugs. And those thugs should be off the streets and in prison, no matter their race, no matter their age. Heather McDonald, thank you so much for this time. Thank you for the work that you have done contextualizing the danger to police out on our streets. Thank you. Thank you, Buck and Clay. Such an honor.
Uh, you don't switch cell phone plans or cell phone companies often, I know. It's because it takes a lot to do so. They can raise your fees. You can, can't just grin and bear it. You don't have to be chained, though, to Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. Not when there's Pure Talk available. You can rely on Pure Talk to give you the same 5G service on the same network as one of those other companies, but at a fraction of the price. A family of average size relying on Pure Talk is saving over $800 a year. Pencil that out over the next 10 years. That's eight grand in savings. Would you switch your cell phone provider if you could save eight grand and if you could keep your phone and keep your number? I bet a lot of you would. That's why you also can get an incredible offer right now. Unlimited talk, text, unlimited data with a hotspot for just $55 a month. How do you do it? Go to puretalk.com. Find the plan that's right for you. No contracts, no smoke and mirrors, just pure transparency. Then for this month only, enter the promo code PUREtalk and you'll save an additional 25% off your first three months. That's puretalk.com, promo code PUREtalk. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been helping America's heroes and their families since 9-11. These are our first responders and service members who serve our communities and our country or those who die in the line of duty or are severely injured, and our veterans who fought for our nation's freedoms only to return home, fall on tough times, and become homeless. Heroes like Buffalo firefighter Jason Arno and his family. Arno was killed while protecting his community, battling a warehouse fire. He left behind his wife and a young daughter. In their darkest hour, Tunnel the Towers provided Arno's wife and daughter with a mortgage-free home, the foundation lifted a financial burden, enabling them to stay in the home where they made memories with their hero. Join Tunnel the to Towers on its mission to do good. Support the families of America's greatest heroes, the families of fallen first responders like Jason Arno, plus Gold Star families with young kids, severely injured service members, and homeless veterans. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T2T.org. Look, I'm a two-way guy. Second Amendment, all about it. I appreciate the sport of shooting. I appreciate marksmanship. I appreciate the right to bear arms and to defend oneself. I also respect the craftsmanship of a well-made firearm at a phenomenal price. My first career out of college put me in parts of the world where, you know what, I had to have a firearm to protect myself. Years later, I keep myself trained and in shape with my firearms. Going to the gun range with my brothers on the weekend, that's a regular event for us. It's a great time to come together, and it helps keep our skills sharp. So if you're a firearms enthusiast like me, or you have one in your life, let me tell you about the industry's best-kept secret, Bear Creek Arsenal. They offer a wide range of premium calibers at a fraction of what the competition does. How does Bear Creek Arsenal do it? There's no middleman fees, that's how. I own one of their AR-15s. It is an incredible firearm. They know what they're doing. Discover Bear Creek Arsenal. Go online to bearcreekarsenal.com slash buck. That's bearcreekarsenal.com. Dot com slash B-U-C-K. Use my name, Buck, as your promo code for 10% off your first order. You're going to be amazed at the incredible quality of their firearms and the unbeatable price. BearCreekArsenal.com slash Buck. Use the name Buck to get that 10% off your first order. America, we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. To serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come. 
Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Welcome back in. Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. So, Buck, the party of science, as we have established, not really the party of science when you actually look at data. News came down yesterday. Three-year men's swimmer who decides to become a woman and is now prepared to become the greatest women's swimmer of all time, University of Pennsylvania swimmer. If you haven't heard this story, it's probably because most sports media haven't covered it other than OutKick. Uh, This is crazy, Buck. The Ivy League has said this transgender swimmer is eligible to compete in the Ivy League championships, and now there may be, I'm not even making this up, the all-time greatest swimmer in the history of college athletics for women is going to be a man who decided to become a woman. I, w- at what year in the past would you have to go to say that and everyone not immediately erupt in laughter thinking it was satire? I mean, even as recently as 2008, 2010. I mean, do you remember the movie Juana Man? with the Wayans brothers where the idea was this dude was going to pretend to be a girl and become the greatest WNBA player of all time. It was played for laughs. That was the satire of, oh, there's no way this could ever happen. And now, in theory, this is a legitimate thing that threatens to destroy all of women's athletics. If you can just decide what your gender is, and after you've already been a successful male athlete, you can become a woman. There's no point in women's athletics. This was actually an early uh, tip-off in many ways about where we were heading pre-COVID, you know, before the whole COVID pandemic happened, because the blue check MDs, they're the same ones that appeared to say during lockdowns, well, we don't want anyone gathering except for BLM protests, because those right. are like really important. Though that that same mentality has existed. You've seen this with what you could consider the blue check activist MDs on the issue of transgender rights, they, they will go they will go out publicly and go into all this babble about how, oh, but gender is different from from sex and gender identity. They create all this language to try to obscure the fact that these are men who are biological men. This is an objective scientific reality. They have X, Y chromosome all over in every cell in their bodies. And they act like this is not something that is observable and distinct and important. And you just you have to wonder after a while why they want to push this so hard. I really believe this. There's there's two things. One, they need a new the left needs a new civil rights struggle, a new cause. where They get to pretend to be the heroes. I mean, this is not this is not a civil rights struggle. This is the left acting like a bunch of lunatics. Okay, that's one part of it. The other part of it, you know, on transgender competition in sports, we all understand this is wrong. The other part of it, though, Clay is that if they can get you to say that a man is a woman and a woman is a man, what can't they get you to say? You, they'll, they'll debase your, your ability to reason. And what's wild about this is we have weight classes for boxing. We have different divisions for sports, let's say in high school, based on whether you go to a big school or a small school, 5A, 1A, however it's classified in your state. We have different gradations of competition based on age. Yet, this situation is taking over women's athletics. And you're going to have, in the record books, the greatest women swimmer of all time is going to be a dude. And people out there on the left are either pretending this story isn't happening, or they are welcoming it as if it is some sign of equality. 
Maybe we just need to eliminate men's and women's athletics in general and go back 100% to the days when only men won competitions because women would never win anything if we had unisex competitions. Clay, there's a very important announcement that we should have to make to everybody about uh, the data when it comes to children and COVID. According to The View, the announcement is, of course, that apparently people at The View don't actually read anything about COVID statistics. Have no idea what they're talking about, but I know you're going to walk us through this in a couple of minutes. Yeah, this is next level dumb, even for The View. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the front lines of truth. Born from the tragedy of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has supported our nation's heroes and their families ever since. Heroes like Marine Corps Sergeant Adam Mayo. He served our nation for over seven years before he was severely injured during training. He was paralyzed from the chest down, severely limiting his ability to move around his home independently. Tunnel to Towers paid Sergeant Mayo's mortgage, removing a financial burden for him and his family. The foundation gave him a specially adapted smart home designed for his specific needs. Tunnel to Towers helped severely injured service members and first responders, as well as Gold Star families and the families of fallen first responders. It's already come to the aid of so many heroes and their families by providing mortgage-free homes. The Foundation is also committed to eradicating veteran homelessness. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good. 95 cents of every dollar goes directly to their programs. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T, dot org. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.